Well, it's time for another episode of Cody Underground, the podcast. Today's episode is actually dedicated to Johnson Stearns, my daughter's 96-year-old great-grandpa. He was a banker after he'd been a railroad man for many years in a small town in New Mexico and still owns Wells Fargo stock uh, after they'd bought out the local bank that he had uh, run for a couple of decades, 60s and 70s, in the 60s and 70s, that is. And, uh, you know, frankly, that Wells Fargo stock, for all my hating on it over the last few years, uh, he's held right through the ups and downs and... um, It's made him a ton of money over the last few decades and stock gains and in dividends and, you know, what works, works. And 96 years old, he's not about to change his stripes. Let's talk about the big sell-off today in high beta stocks. Uh, The NASDAQ down, what was it, down at the end? I'll look that up as we're uh, chatting here. Two and a half percent. Um Broader markets, uh, the Dow and the S&P were down also, not nearly as bad as the NASDAQ. Um, they were down about 1% each. You know, the markets are still at all-time highs, essentially, especially the uh, S&P 500. The Dow snuck up, touched its all-time highs, or was right near them earlier today uh, before it uh, sold off pretty harshly in the afternoon, along with the momentum stocks out there, the Momo lovers, uh you know, the Teslas of the world, Yelp, uh, FireEye, F-E-Y-E, a lot of high-flying, um, bubblicious, as I like to call them, uh, stocks were down big time today. That is what it is, you know, I mean, the the moment, momentum works when it's working, and when it reverses, it reverses hard. I've been, uh, you know, buying some uh, protection as um, tradingwithcody.com subscribers and people on scudify.com who follow me know um, I'm not exactly a raring bull right now as I have been in years past. I don't like to buy with markets at all-time highs, especially when I've, um, you know, had a huge run in my own portfolio and, uh, and my the stocks I cover and suggest um, over the last two years three years, five years even. Um, Jobs report, uh, you know, you're going to get all kinds of people talking about how that might have been a catalyst or somehow or something with for today's big market sell-off. But I, as I asked one of my uh, guest co-anchors once on Fox when they were going on and on about some economic report from the Federal Reserve or Republican-Democrat regime, bureaucrat or somewhere, reporting something in 2008 and 2009. What are you supposed to do with that? The jobs report, is that really going to make you buy or sell? Does it really make you make somehow a decision upon the potential earnings power and possible return and dividends in your own stock and bond portfolio? You need to have a much bigger picture of the macro economic and geopolitical world out there than to be paying attention to some arbitrary and certainly not objective report from a bureaucrat or 
Federal Reserve or Demo Republican Democrat politician or whatever the case may be. Um, high frequency trading has been all over the news today. I've actually been on a couple of TV shows and radio interviews around the world talking about this topic after that 60 Minutes report uh, featuring Michael Lewis. Um, there's Michael is right about most everything he says. To give you an, an idea real quick of how to how I'd explain high frequency trading is you got to picture that whether it's a retail investor, more importantly, these giant institutional investors, mutual funds and hedge funds to a lesser extent, but the mutual funds of the world out there, those guys put together you know when they sell a million shares of microsoft or whatever the stock may be they're going to put route that order to a broker maybe more than one broker and those brokers will take that order and then try to work it they're obviously not going to be holding a million shares or hundreds of thousands of shares of any particular stock that that or when that particular order comes in but at some point they've got to go out into the index in into the exchanges and find buyers and or sellers for that big share uh, order that they've taken. And what the high frequency trading programs and algorithms are doing are those they're sitting out there literally next to the servers at the exchanges that are automating the stuff and sending those orders through and front running those orders coming through. It's clear front running in my opinion and I don't understand how the regulators are sitting around talking about liquidity and how this increases liquidity and blah, blah, blah. Look, let's put it this way. What if a retail investor, the retail investors of the world figured out how to sneak in front and front run banks trades like this high frequency trading is doing to the retail uh, invest investor in the end, again, that's who invests in the mutual funds is it's the retail investor. And that's who's getting taken for a ride by the big banks and whoever else is doing the high frequency trading. They wouldn't be investing billions of dollars in this high frequency trading if they weren't getting billions of dollars, much more than billions of dollars out of it. And that's coming out of somewhere. It's not like that's somehow creating value in the economy or in the world or in society it is what it is regulators do your job for once please send these people to prison um <laughs> speaking of sending people to prison i got kicked out of a conference a few years ago at the waldorf astoria in arizona uh because i was hosting a panel um the whole conference was being sponsored by Goldman Sachs in particular and other big banks behind that. And uh, before I went up and hosted my panel, um, <laughs> uh, Abby Joseph Cohen, was, who's the chief strategist or whatever over at Goldman Sachs, had just finished her speech begging for billions of dollars of more liquidity and quantitative easing, what I call outright welfare for the bankers and the Goldman Sachses of the world. And of course, I got up on stage and talked about how if I had done what Lloyd Blankfein and the other CEOs of these two big to fail banks have done with uh, misleading investors about the value of the balance sheet, especially in 2007 and 2008, the regulators would have come down on me. These 
people should be in prison. Uh, they misled their investors. They misled regulators about the value and the way they were uh, putting together their portfolios and managing risk. And again, it's pretty cut and dry that the regulators have something there they could be prosecuting, but they don't. Reason I bring all that up today, Lloyd Blankfein, the CEO of Goldman Sachs, got a big old pay raise, supposedly about 50% over last year's. I'm sure there's more uh, in the fine print that he's being paid that we're not aware of. Um, <laughs> at any rate, he got $20 million for his job of running a too-big-to-fail bank in a time that the Federal Reserve continues, quote, emergency extraordinary measures, which are supposedly designed to help banks manage this economic financial crisis or whatever it is that supposedly they're having to handle right now. 20 million bucks for a company that's essentially making its entire profits off of welfare money. Speaking of welfare money, Obamacare is also in the news this week. Seven million people signed up or supposedly got through the signing up process or part of the signing up process. Not necessarily paying, but getting registered for Obamacare. Um, you know, you've heard on every TV news program or read in every newspaper, the Republican, Democrat, and so-called conservative, so-called liberal take on those numbers, and I'm not going to go down that path other than, you know, this was supposed to get 40 million people who didn't have health insurance, health insurance, and instead it's maybe one-tenth that amount that's actually being uh, getting new access to health insurance. The point being, you need to remember that Obamacare is 100% based upon the quote-unquote successful model that is known in Massachusetts as Romney Care. Yeah, the Republican former candidate or whatever it was in the last supposed presidential election of those puppets. Don't vote Republican, Democrat, if you want your vote to matter. You got to start somewhere, people. Um... One other thing to remember is, regardless of the numbers, what is the quality of care, the access to good care, and so on and so forth for the people who have signed up for Obamacare going to be? Let's face it. <laughs> I mean, do you want to use a public bathroom? No. Do you want to use a public health insurance policy? No. I use a faith-based uh, private um, exempted uh, supposedly, uh, from the Obamacare rules program for my own family's health insurance, and I'm quite happy with it. I'd rather use it than jump into that Obamacare Romney care system. And I also get a lot of questions all the time about whether or not this Obamacare system and the ramifications in the economy and uh, for employers is going to end up crushing the U.S. economy. It's going to hurt the small business owners, um, including me. Uh, it's not good for us. It's not good for middle class. But, you know, the giant corporations, 
are the ones who wrote that bill, and they're going to profit from it, both the hospitals and the entire healthcare industrial complex, as well as GE and McDonald's and everyone else, any giant corporation is uh, gaming that system before it was before the law was even put in place. Um, so I wouldn't worry too much about Obamacare's impact on the stock market or on corporate earnings. Um, it's just another blow to Main Street, of course, and small business. But what do you expect from the Republicans and Democrats and the Republican-Democrat regime fully funded and vetted by the corporatist uh, leaders, the corporate uh, leaders and uh, lobbyists of today? And with that, folks, I'm going to wrap up. Today's song is Dance, Dance, Dance by the one and only the Steve Miller Band. Listen to the opening line of the song and you'll see why I chose it for today's Johnson Stearns, my 96-year-old great-grandpa, my wife's grandfather is what it is. Uh, Anyway, this episode dedicated to him. Of Cody Underground, the podcast. Dance all night. Till next time then. See you Monday. Or hear you Monday. Speak to you Monday. Peace.